Well, welcome to each one of you. It's been quite a day already. <laughs> the title of my message today is Your Victory is Coming. And indeed, we've already started to face battles today, but the Lord will continue to help us and prevail. And so thank you, especially to Raven and Chris, who have been here helping to get the technical issues all worked out. And so thank you for all of you who continue to pray for us. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to Joshua chapter 10? And as you're turning to your uh, Bibles there, I want to let you know that Joshua in this passage here we read, was now in charge of leading the Israelites. They had conquered Jericho and Ai and received victory over all who came against them. And obviously, news of their victories spread quickly throughout the land, and nearby kings and nations began to fear. They began to be afraid that Israel was coming for them next. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to Joshua, <clears throat> excuse me, chapter 10, starting from verse 1. And this is what it says. Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had captured and completely destroyed Ai and killed its king, just as he had destroyed the town of Jericho and killed its king. He also learned that the Gibeonites had made peace with Israel and were now their allies. He and his people became very afraid when they heard all this because Gibeon was a large town, as large as the royal cities and larger than Ai. The Gibeonite men were strong warriors. So King Adonai Zedek of Jerusalem sent messengers to several other kings, Hoham of Hebron, Piram of Jarmut, Japhiah of Lachesh, and Debir of Eglon. Come and help me destroy Gibeon, he urged them, for they had made peace with Joshua and the people of Israel. So these five Amorite kings combined their armies for a united attack. They moved all their troops into place and attacked Gibeon. The men of Gibeon quickly sent messengers to Joshua at his camp in Gilgal. Don't abandon your servants now, they pleaded. Come at once. Save us. Help us. For all the Amorite kings who live in the hill country have joined forces to attack us. So Joshua and his entire army, including his best warriors, left Gilgal and set out for Gibeon. Do not be afraid of them, the Lord said to Joshua, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. Joshua traveled all night from Gilgal and took the Amorite armies by surprise. The Lord threw them into a panic, and the Israelites slaughtered great numbers of them at Gibeon. Then the Israelites chased the enemy along the road to Beth Horon, killing them all along the way to Azekah and Makedah. As the Amorites retreated down the road from along the way, Beth Horon, the Lord destroyed them with a terrible hailstorm from heaven that continued until they reached Azekah. The hail killed more of the enemy than the Israelites killed with the sword. On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, let the, stand, let the sun stand still over Gibeon 
and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Is this event not recorded in the book of Jeshar? The sun stayed in the middle of the sky, and it did not set as on a normal day. There has never been a day like this before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. Then Joshua and the Israelite army returned to their camp at Gilgal. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed, we thank you for this day. We thank you, O oh God, for the fact that you are already at work in our lives. And we pray that today you would open up our hearts and our minds, especially to hear from you. And indeed, Father, we thank you that you have given us victory in Jesus. And so, God, may you help us now as your Holy Spirit ministers and speaks to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. The battle that Joshua and the Israelites were about to face was not initiated by them. In fact, this battle that they were about to face was initiated out of fear. Fear from the Amorite kings that Joshua and his people, along with the Gibeonites now, who were allies with them, would now try to attack them and take control of their land. You see, no one likes to face a battle, especially when it can be avoided, right? But unfortunately in life, we too face many battles. We face different battles, and they come in different forms, and they last for different amounts of time. In his message last week, Pastor Nick talked about this in his first point. He says, be encouraged because the Lord is able to give you and me victory over our problems and enemies. In other words, God is able to give us victory over the battles we face in life, over the things that come our way to bring us down, to discourage us, to help us to look to that problem and that issue instead of looking to the Lord. So what are some of those battles that come our way and present themselves to us? Well, as I made my list this week, I thought, well, let me tell you some of the things that Pastor Nick shared, because those are a lot of the things that are practical things. And so he shared with us some of the things that we need victory over. We need victory over COVID-19, over cancer and different illnesses that we face, over loneliness and depression. We need victory over alcohol and addiction, over pornography and maybe finding a place to live. We need victory over grief that we're facing or the death of a loved one or family conflict that comes our way. There are so many things that come at us in life that we need victory over. And you see, sometimes we can look at life and, and, and think that battles only come in big ways. You know, they, they're only big battles that we face. The truth is that we all face battles in different ways. And those battles can come at us in small forms. Sometimes we experience problems. Problems after problem after problem. Problems with our car. Problems with our washing machine. Problems at work. Problems with a coworker. Problems with our health. There are different ways that those battles present themselves and come at us. And if we're honest, 
sometimes the things that we face and the things that we're dealing with can come across very, very difficult for us and often can make us feel discouraged and defeated. Whatever battle you may be facing right now, however big or small that battle is, remember that you don't face it alone. Don't give up. Your victory is coming. Your victory is coming. As I said, the battle that Joshua and his people were facing were because of the Amorite kings that feared that God had given Joshua and his people a victory. And they began to feel insecure about their position and worried about their land. You see, sometimes battles may come our way because of the things God is doing in our life or where he is taking us. Sometimes those battles come our way because of the great things that God is doing in our life or the new places that he's taking us or the way he's moving us into a new direction in our life. The king of Jerusalem was given the report of how Joshua and Israel captured and destroyed Jericho and Ai and including their king. And not only was it the Israelites, but now the Gibeonites were allies with them. So out of fear that they would progress and now take their land, they brought this battle about. You see, Joshua was simply doing what God had told him to do. God had told them to go and to take the promised land and God had given them victory over these different groups of people. And so, in fact, Joshua was simply listening to what God said, and he was being obedient. That's all he was doing. This is what God had told him to go and to do. Do you ever feel like the more you try to be obedient to God, the more you try to listen to what he wants and do things that are pleasing to him or his will, the more you start to experience problems in your life. The more things just start to come against you and the more things just seem like they're going wrong and problem after problem after problem keep coming. The more you get closer to God or the closer you get to God, the more it starts to feel like you're being attacked by the enemy. I'm sure that you've been there. I certainly have been there myself. But you see, there are times in your life where because of the blessings God is giving you, because of the things that you are experiencing right now, people aren't going to like it. Because of the things God is doing in your life, the enemy is not going to like it. You see, he doesn't want you to get closer and closer to God, and so he often throws things our way to cause us to get further and further from God. But hold on, hold on to the promise that God has given you. Sometimes people may come against us and attack us or try to cause problems in our life because of the things God is doing, because of the promotion you received, because of the business you started or the idea you had, because of the raise that you received or the school you got into because of your child's achievements or the fact that you got married, the fact that you may have gotten a baby or a grandchild. You see, sometimes the blessings that we receive from God may cause other people 
to start to come against us because they haven't received that from God themselves. And you may say to yourself, it isn't fair, it isn't right, but unfortunately, that's the way sometimes people are. And the fact that the kings, they were afraid and they waged war show that they were afraid that God was also going to give Joshua their land as well. People in your life may begin to wage war on you because they begin to see or hear the things God is doing in your life or where he is taking you. And instead, sometimes, instead of being happy for you, they try to bring you down and see you fail. But you see, God wants us to continue to do his will, continue to hear from him and draw closer and closer because he desires for us to be obedient. So sometimes there might be bumps in the road, but press on, keep going, because your victory is coming. Your victory is coming. And also, this is a reminder for you and for me not to be that person. Not to be that person who brings others down. Be genuinely happy for people when they achieve things in life. Be genuinely happy for people when they have something to celebrate. Because what God has for them is for them. And what God has for you, you will get in his time. And so be genuinely happy for other people. The kings weren't happy about what was happening for Joshua, the Israelites, and the Gibeonites. And so they worried that because of this, they would now lose their land. The Gibeonites were afraid when they heard that the Amorites were coming to attack. And the scripture tells us that they quickly sent messengers to Joshua at his camp in Gilgal. Don't abandon your servants now, they pleaded. Come at once. Save us, help us, for all the Amorite kings who live in the hill country have joined forces to attack us. You see, because of the people that Joshua was now connected to, he was being attacked. Because of the Gibeonites and their relationship now to the Israelites, they were now being attacked. Sometimes battles may come our way, because of the people around us. Sometimes battles may come our way and we may suffer and experience these battles, this is point number two, because of the people around us. Let me give you some context here. In the previous chapter, in chapter nine, we read about the Gibeonites' deception and how they deceived Joshua and the Israelites about who they really were. And so this caused the Israelites to make a treaty with them, basically placing them now under Israel's protection. So they were now protected by Israel. Obviously, the Israelites learned the truth of who these people really were, but it was too late. They had already made the treaty or the vow or the covenant, whatever you want to call it, with them. And so they could not break that. So whether they liked it or not, the Gibeonites were now part of their alliance. They were now under their protection. So the Amorites were coming for them, and they begged Joshua, do not abandon us. Don't leave us. Please help us. Fight with 
us, stay with us. They were worried that the Israelites would leave them and they would be left alone to face that battle on their own. Sometimes the battles that we face have nothing to do with us, but we're left to face them because of the people we're connected to or sometimes those who are simply around us. Maybe right now you're facing a battle because of someone else. Maybe right now you're facing a problem or an issue because of what someone else did or because of what someone else said or because of what someone else didn't do or didn't say because they got themselves into a lot of debt, because they did something stupid and got in trouble with the law, because they got upset with their boss and quit their job, because they lost their temper and acted out, because they're not being a responsible mother or father, because they got themselves in trouble and now need your help. You see, sometimes we can be the ones who are left with picking up the pieces, cleaning up the mess, and dealing with the battles simply because someone that we are connected to or around us has made that mess, and they cannot face that on their own. Sometimes we're left with doing that for our son or our daughter, for our grandchild or a brother or sister, Sometimes it could be because of a boyfriend or girlfriend, a father or a mother, a husband or wife, a friend or a relative, a co-worker or maybe a business partner. It can feel unfair and exhausting. It can feel as if we should not have to face this battle because it's not because of us. It's not our problem, it's not our issue, but I tell you to stand by them, to encourage them, to help them. Do not abandon them in their time of need. Help them fight that battle that they're facing. Fight that battle with them by prayer, by encouragement, by supporting them emotionally, mentally, maybe financially, by helping to counsel them and give them advice, by helping them to seek proper uh, um, places that they can get the help that they need. Do not abandon others, even if the battle you're facing is because of them. We need to stand by others and help them achieve victory in their time of need. A Kenyan runner named Abel Mutai was only a few meters from the finish line, but he got confused with the signs and stopped. Thinking that he had finished the race, the Spanish man, Ivan Fernandez, who was right behind him, realized what was going on. As he realized, he started shouting for the Kenyan to keep running. Mutai did not know Spanish, and he didn't understand what Fernandez was saying. Realizing what was going on, Fernandez pushed Mutai to victory. He helped him to finish the race. Amen. A reporter asked Ivan Fernandez, why did you do this? Ivan replied, my dream is that one day we can have some sort of community where we push ourselves and others to win. The reporter insisted 
the reporter insisted, but why did you let the Kenyan win? Why did you let him win when you could have won? Fernandez replied, I didn't let him win. He was going to win. The race was already his. The reporter insisted again, but you could have won. Ivan looked at him and replied, but what would the merit of my victory be? You see, too many times in life we can be so focused on our own victory, on winning for ourselves, and we forget about helping others who are in need. And maybe all that the people around you or the person that is connected to you needs is simply a push to victory. For you to come along beside them and say, you are almost there, I'm going to help you to keep going. You are almost there. The victory is almost yours. Just keep going. Continue to support. Continue to encourage. Continue to help those who are around you get to the finish line, to see the victory that is already theirs. Your victory is coming. Joshua and the Israelites had made a treaty to protect the Gibeonites, and they intended to keep that. So in verse 7, it tells us, So Joshua and his entire army, including his best warriors, left Gilgal and set out for Gibeon. It was on their way to fight that the Lord spoke to Joshua and said in verse 8, Do not be afraid of them, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. You see, God told them that he was giving them victory over their enemies. The problem was that although they heard from God and they heard what God said, there was no victory in sight at the moment. There was no way for them to see this victory. And so it's a reminder to us to be reminded that God can give you victory before it's even in sight. God can give you victory before it's even in sight. They didn't know how it was going to happen, but God did. They couldn't see it, but God said it. He basically said three things to them. He said, do not be afraid. You have already won the victory, and no one will harm you. In what God said in verse 8, those are basically the three things that he says to them. Don't be afraid. You already have victory, and no one will harm you. Well, if that's the case, they could have felt, well, we've already won. There's no need for us to fight against uh, the Amorites, I guess. The battle's already ours. Unfortunately, it didn't work that way. And it doesn't always work that way for them and for us. Even though God has already given us victory, yes, we still need to face the battle. We still need to face that battle and to trust that he is already there. To trust that he has already given us victory. To trust that if he said that he will help us, that he will. And that he will be there right there with us. In Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, the verse tells us, 
that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That's what it says. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Understand this, that God never says that the weapon will not form. The problems will come. The enemies will attack. The things, the issues that you face, they will be there. But what he does say is that it will not prosper. It will not overtake you. It will not bring you down. It will not cause you harm. It will not stand against you. God says that it won't prosper. The battles will come, but they will not prosper because we will have victory in Jesus. I drive a lot. And I'm comfortable driving, and some of you are are drivers for many, many years as well. And so I drive in traffic, I drive long distances, I drive at high speeds on the highway, according to the speed limit, of course. Pastor Nick says amen. (laughs) And... um, you know, I find it funny when, uh, when people find out that I drive a motorcycle sometimes, and they say, I hope you don't drive on the highway. And I say, of course not. Why would I want to drive at such high speeds on a motorcycle, right? But I'm comfortable driving. But you know, in all the years that I've driven, something that I'm still not comfortable with, you know what that is? I get very unsettled and uncomfortable when I don't know where I'm going. Have you ever experienced that? If you don't know the destination, the real, the area that you're supposed to go to, it can be a little unsettling. I don't know if any of you have experienced that, but you know, if I'm going to a new destination, obviously, you know, I'd look it up, kind of know the area, map it out, I would use my GPS, but even in using my GPS, Sometimes, you know, the GPS isn't always 100% accurate, and there have been times where it has told me that I've reached my destination, but I'm still not sure where it is, (laughs) right? Uh, Is it on this side? Is it over there? Is it two buildings down or two doors down? And so it tells me, you have arrived. But then I look around and I said, "Is is it here? Is it there? Is it over there? Like, I know it's around here somewhere. I know that I've arrived, but I'm not sure exactly where. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever experienced that in your life. I'm not sure exactly where it is. You see, in the same way, we may be told that we have arrived that the victory is already ours, that God has already given us the victory even before it's in sight. But in the same way, we may have that feeling that I'm not sure exactly where it is. I I know it's here somewhere, but I haven't seen it yet. I'm not sure if it's over there or it's over here, but they've told me that I've arrived, that God has told me that he's already given me the victory, and I need to trust him even when I cannot see it. I need to trust him to know before it's even in sight that he has given it to me. Right now, you may be faced with a battle or maybe even multiple battles in your life, and you ask yourself, God, where are you? I need you now more than ever. God, where are you? May you know 
that he is right there with you. And not only does he stand there with us in the water and in the fire, but he has declared us victorious. That he has declared us to be victorious because he is with us. That he has already given us victory. And may you truly experience victory in your life. May you experience victory over your problems, over your circumstances, over the addictions that keep coming up, over the giants that seem to be so much for you, over your enemies, your fears, your strongholds, over whatever may come your way to bring you down. May you truly experience victory because with God on your side, you will see victory. You will see victory. Sometimes battles may come our way because of the things God is doing in our life or where he is taking us. Sometimes battles may come our way because of the people around us. And we need to be reminded that God can give us victory before it's even in sight. Your victory is coming. Trust God that you're going to see it. Trust God and don't just say that you're going to see it, but declare it in the mighty name of Jesus that you will see victory. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for who you are. And we thank you that you are the God who knows only how to win. That you are the God who is on our side and not only stands with us, but fights for us. And so, God, we pray that whatever who, who is watching this right now is facing, that you would come alongside and that you would remind them that you are with them. God, may you encourage us and help us. Help us to know that you are there. Help us to know that you are fighting for us and with us. And help us to know that you have already declared us victorious. And so, God, we trust you because we know that you have not failed us and you will not fail us. And so, God, we declare today that we will see a victory in the name of Jesus. And so may you be with your people. May you remind them once again, God, of who you are and the fact that you always win. And so we trust you, we love you, and we bless your name. In the powerful name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.